What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps, baby. I'm here joined by Jake Fine. We are getting ready for the fights this weekend. Let's um, go. UFC Vegas something. I don't even know what something, number it is. Yeah. 50 something, 57 or 58. I think it's 58. Something like that. Yeah. Um, huge fight. But um, before we get into the fights, had a pretty solid weekend of training. Um, so far, so good. Yesterday, I actually did three rounds with Naoki. Uh, I haven't gotten any chance to really spar with him, spar, like spar, spar, uh, mainly because I wasn't in shape. So I felt a little bit better this time yesterday. So I was like, you know what? Before he leaves on Tuesday back to Japan, I want to get some work in with him. He's a high-level striker, and to have a guy like that, he gives guys nightmares in the gym. Like Everyone yeah, always talks about how fast yeah. he is. Bro, he, he, when you just watch him hit pads, it's scary. Yeah quick explosive can crack and when i watch him, i'm like damn this dude is a problem but then we spar and i'm like yeah obviously the grappling is <laughs> the great equalizer it's almost like the great equalizer with the, the knockout power um it's just different so some of the guys are like they don't want to go with him because of how fast he is and i have to remind them like dude you got to remember he's also a human being and you're sparring with big puffy gloves or or the boxing gloves. It's not the end of the world if he hits you. Just yeah. don't run into something with your like chin up, like that type of thing, and just try to take him down. And I don't know. That's the way I kind of look at it. Do you, Do you think like grappling actually is like real talk the great equalizer? I think so. Like, because I always think if you have a guy like who's a really good striker and a guy who's a really good grappler, yeah, all things equal, the grappler is gonna win most of those fights. I I say yes and no. If they have good takedowns. If they have good takedowns. Yeah. Cause you could be a good grappler, but if your takedowns are trash, like booty cheeks, yeah, good good luck. <laughs> well, no, but th then what you do is you you do the Charles Oliveira, you get knocked down, let them come into your guard. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he really does though. I feel like he legitimately just gets cracked, at, <laughs> and that's just part of his game. Like I'm gonna get cracked, going for broke, and when if when I my butt hits the floor. I'm gonna just go go on autopilot and be able to just yeah. scramble, look for submissions and uh, attacks like that. Um, but yeah, just being able to spar with him is really really good. I try to stand with him because the guy he's fighting on my birthday, July 31st. That's gonna be a fun day. Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. I accept all those things. <laughs> Bro, you're richer than everybody watching this. <laughs> I'm not that rich. Jk, I'm I'm okay. Not yet. Um, so he's fighting in Verizon. And uh, the guy he's fighting is a high-level kickboxer, like nasty kicks. Like he throws these kicks from anywhere. And same thing, explosive. Not like the best boxing, but he's got a good counter hook, that type of thing, which is functional. But for the most part, his deadliest weapon is going to be his kick. So I try mm -hmm. to give him those looks in the first round, like the first two and a half minutes. So I didn't want to just wrestle him the entire time. But then after that, I kind of got tired. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wrestle him for the rest of the, the sparring session. So The great like, equalizer. <laughs> yeah, so in, in total of all 15 minutes, it was probably about nine minutes, nine or ten minutes of grappling control, just literally me on top, either on back or on top in turtle or in guard, um, wrist controlling, breaking them down, that type of thing. And I try to tell them, like, your grappling is better than what you think. You got to do these things and be in these situations. Yeah, you're going to get tired, but it's more exhausting for me to hold you down. So as long as you keep moving and don't let me settle into a position where now you have to use a ton of energy to get up, that's a fun, that's a, that's that's free game right there. So if as long as you keep moving, I got to keep squeezing and keep trying to contract my muscles to hold you down. But the moment you stop moving, you give me an opportunity to, to get on bicycle handles is what we call them, where I can grab the inside of your wrist, pull it down, and now I bring it to your chest, and now my other hand is free to start punching. Now you got to grunt, you got to squeeze, you got to bring your hips underneath you, you got to contract your abs, your arms, you got to start rolling your wrists, and now you're exerting a lot of energy. So that's the that's Bro. the trick, man. It's like a lot of people don't understand the nuances of grappling, and I was trying to explain to him, I was like, yo, don't second-guess your game. Like, There's a language barrier because he's Japanese, he barely speaks English, but it's gotten a lot better. And I just try to explain to him, like, you have to just trust, like, point to your brain, like, trust your grappling. Like, your grappling, very good, very strong. And uh, hopefully he understands somewhat of what I'm saying. I should probably text his manager, Shu, because he could probably translate. True, yeah. Probably should do that. Um, but I just wish Shu would actually come down to watch his training sessions. He wants to spar again tomorrow, because, again, he's leaving this Tuesday coming up, which is the 28th. So He's fighting in Japan. 
fighting in Japan. Yeah. So he wants to get back, kind of get acclimated. You know, he got he was here for a couple months, but I was kind of on my victory tour. Um, now I'm back. And I, for the four month victory tour. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just want to give this guy some some good work. You know, obviously he came all the way here um, to work with myself and Marab. Marab already left. He's been gone for almost three weeks now at this point. So nice. it would just be nice to to keep pushing him because I want to see him do well. He's a very good training partner to, ha- to have. Naoki. Naoki, yeah. high level training partner, man. So it's just a blessing to have guys like that in the room. Um, and again, his grappling is not bad. Like, it's just. I just think when I get guys down on the ground, it's really just a very difficult time to get back up to your feet with anybody. I mean, um, like even when Marab and I go, if I'm in shape, I can hold Marab down almost the entire round. And uh, when I'm not in shape, like I don't do as well holding him down. Like he has more times. There's more times for him to escape or he'll escape a lot easier, kind of so to speak, Mm -hmm. or he'll even take me down. And then I'm having a tough time getting up because yeah. again, it just comes down to the conditioning. You got to be able to keep that pace moving over and over and over. So um, yeah, that's that's been pretty much the week of training, uh, the sparring, teaching the MMA wrestling class, and I think been getting some good work. And of course, Long Island MMA. Shout out to you guys. Thank you, Ryan Lafleur, for setting that up. He sent over about four of his guys, four or five. <clears throat> so the guys came down on Monday. We got some good work in. We did some Shark Tanks. Um, Inside the cage, outside on the mat in open space. And I thought that was really cool for us to get some cross training. And again, not trying to shorten each other's professional career. It's like, why should we be giving each other L's when we could be getting dubs together against everybody else? It should be, you know, quote unquote, Long Island versus everybody kind of thing. And there was a point in time where we had like eight or nine guys in the UFC. And we legitimately could have did that on a Long Island card. Some reason the UFC never did that. That would have been epic. And then having Wyman at the top of the helm, main event. Um, that'd be fire. That would have been a sick event. It would have been like us versus someone from Japan. If from you Brazil. look at like Long Island, like if you, including Wyman, there's like so many like amazing top Good level fighters. fighters. Yeah. yeah. Like fucking Caitlin has been running, almost running her division. Yeah. She's been at the top of it for so long. You, Chris, Gillespie. Like you had Wyman. You had Ryan LaFleur, Brian Kelleher, yeah. Gregor Gillespie. Did you say that? Yeah. Um, Ally Quinta at the time in that picture that I was talking about. Um, just had all these guys. Gian Valente all at one time. You had Chris Wade, who was also in the UFC, um, now fighting for PFL, fighting tonight, actually. Um, There's just so much talent out here. And such a small space to have that many guys at that level is actually yeah. really badass. And it just shows, again, it's just the hard work, man. You even look at like the country of Georgia, how well those guys do on an international level for wrestling and such a small little country right next to the border, right on the border of Russia. And then you see how many guys they have in in the UFC right now that are actually killing Beast. it and, and Beast. beating people's ass, you know? So that's like the cult. It's just a culture. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good thing to have. So it's like, why, why should we be knocking each other off the, the, the list in terms of being a prospect to get to the UFC or Bellator or to Ryzen or 1FC. It's like, let's work together, sharpen each other's tools. Pause. Um, we're not crossing <laughs> swords over here. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like yeah. that. <laughs> we're going to sharpen the tools in the shed so that we can further our careers and get to another point. That's you know? funny. Speaking of Marab, Marab's fight just got announced with Jose yeah. Aldo. You haven't really talked about it. Yeah, not really. Um this is a good fight, man, and I look at it from two different perspectives. Um, and this is just keeping it 100% a buck. Like, even for myself, I'm not the best striker, just stand-up striking alone. Um, but with the wrestling, I could blend it in well. And I think that's the same category that Marab is in. He blends it in well, and I think that's what makes him more dangerous in a fight like this. But then again, if he gets into a firefight with Jose Aldo... Uh, we know Jose can crack. We know he has a much bigger reach than Marab. And we know he has solid jiu-jitsu if he can get on your back. But we also know when he uses his grappling, he gets tired a lot faster. So it's a good fight stylistically because it could go either way really, really quick. Five rounds would have definitely benefited Marab. Five rounds with Marab with anybody, I'll take that all day long. Um, I feel like that's just free money. Um, as long as he goes out there... F- not too crazy in the first round, but still putting on a pace 
walking you down, that type of thing. A lot of feints up and down, um, takedown entries and coming back, striking off the break and then back in on the takedown. So that's what makes him dangerous. And I think a fight like this with, with Aldo, he just has, like he said in his interview, man, he just has to do his best and um, be as focused as he can be. And I think, and I don't know if I'm going to be the best sparring partner for him, maybe for rounds of like back control for him to get out, that would be good. But I think for sparring, unless I am told we spar, like I would have to constantly think about this. If I do go for a takedown and I do get a takedown, I kind of got to just like let him work up or um, not stay on the ground too long. So this way he's getting stand-up work because at the, at the end of the day, the fight starts on the feet. Right. Where's Jose Aldo most dangerous? On the feet. You know, he's not really throwing leg kicks like that anymore. I think Marab would actually be the one chopping down his legs. Hmm. Um, and not like a traditional Muay Thai chop down. I think he just throws random strikes sometimes, which makes it very, very hard to time or gauge what he's going to do. And I think that's what Marab does really, really well. It, it's the unpredictability. And he'll throw, he'll throw a head kick at you, and it won't even be like a step and plant head kick. He'll just whip the head kick from his standing hands up, whip the head kick, and then you'll check it or you get out of the way, and then he'll spin all the way through with a spinning back fist yeah. or throw like another head kick. And I think the unpredictability in that is what makes him such a uh, a hard puzzle to figure out. And yeah. I think he's going to have a really good time with this. Again, four-ounce gloves, anything can happen with that. But we do know if, as long as his head is on right and he times things perfectly, I think it should be his fight. Um, what, what's the term? His fight to lose kind of thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's a very good opportunity for him to propel himself to be the next guy in line for, for a title shot at, at Bantamweight and uh, kind of go from there. I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I think stylistically, yeah. again, like that, boxing, okay, if it's just boxing, I think in that category you check it off to Aldo. Yeah. And but, it, I mean, the the thing that I think makes Aldo like a pretty sizable matchup is like he's actually really good at grappling too. Yeah. Which a lot of people, I feel like a lot Not of people wrestling, don't. wrestling though. No, but jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. And... But I still feel like Mirab, like, everybody looks at Mirab like he's the scariest guy yeah. to fight. Like, he's just, like, a bad matchup for everybody. Yeah. Aldo wasn't calling him out. No. Nobody, no, nobody was. Who was, was calling call, him out? Nobody was calling yeah. him out that I can remember. Like, my perception of it is that n- literally, like, that's the that's the worst guy the UFC could offer you if you're ranked. Yeah. And you're trying to get ascend to a title shot. That's <laughs> – I just feel like that's not the guy you want to hear. That they're offering you. you. You know what's funny about that? Like, in hindsight, like, before my first fight with Jan, I felt like Marab and I both had that mystique about us. And then after the first fight with Jan, people kind of started shitting on me, like, making it seem like I couldn't get the fight to the ground. And I didn't really understand that. I'm like, Marab and I have very similar styles in terms of the pace of how often we shoot. We don't have to get every takedown, but it's the up and down. And then if I do take you down and then I get your back, that's a fucking problem. That's the problem. Yeah. If Marab takes you down, he'll just take you down and he'll get up and then just kind of just jump around and get back to the center and he'll do it again. Like, he just enjoys doing that <laughs> over and over. And it's actually hilarious to watch in training because he'll look over and then we'll both give each other, like, the sinister grin and we just go, like, like we just know. <laughs> Once we make that eye contact, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. He's, he's like, ferocious, though. Like, the way he does it. It's just, like, scary. I think it's because he's, like, the beard... Just, that, I feel like that's what it has to be. And just that last fight, the way he just like beat who who was it? Marlon. Marlon Mraz, yeah. yeah. Just was beating him up. Like it was just after he almost got knocked out. Yeah. Just like, like, what do you do with this guy? Yeah. That shot didn't put him out. What yeah. the fuck can you do with this guy? It's a uh, That's why I'm and Jose, like, dangerous. let's be honest. Marab's I feel like Mob's Marab's ascending into his prime. Jose's coming off a win, but I don't really know if he's still I think he's on the other side of the mountain. He's on a three five win streak. Three Three fight win streak right now. He is. Yeah. Who Who are the he, three? He beat Pedro last. He beat Rob Font and he beat Cheeto Vera. Oh damn. Yeah. I thought he fought Peter Yan. I thought he was on a two fight win streak. No, nah, no. Nah, Peter Yan was the first, the second fight at one thirty five. Okay. So he lost to Marlon Moraes. Got a title shot after losing, even though I did think he won. But he got a title shot after mm-hmm. losing. Then lost to Yan. So he lost two in a row. Came back, I think he beat Vera, and then he beat Font, and then he beat uh, Pedro Munoz. And he it, beat Pedro? Yeah. I think the Pedro it was actually very one-sided, but I think that fight was kind of tailored to his style. Like, he was the longer, lankier guy. Pedro's going to stand and box with you. 
He's faster than Pedro. Pedro's more about taking damage and then trying to damage you. Where Aldo was just touching him up and getting out of there. Like, never really gave him a chance to even throw calf kicks or anything mm-hmm. like that. Something I wonder, like, from the outside looking in is, like, how long can Jose Aldo actually, like, keep up this level of fighting at, at the age he's and the in the amount of fights he's been in? Like, how... Yeah, I I wonder about that, and then you're going against a guy like I said, who's still getting better, younger, yeah, seemingly more explosive. Like, I'm just like, as someone who doesn't understand fighting, I'm asking you, like, what do you think? It's it's tough, man. He's a he's a savage for obvious reasons, and word on the street is he's actually older than what he says he is, and that's like from what I from what these guys tell me. This is like typical typical of what Brazilians do. They like make themselves younger on paper. Like they'll so say that, they're younger than they are because yeah, there's so no that, real checks and balances in Brazil. Yeah, where we can't do that here in the States. At least I have never heard of anyone being able to like forge their age. That's like a TV show's like skit. Or it's, something. Like a, it's like a, a lot of people do that from other countries. Like there was, there's like basketball players who are like 25, but they come in as high schoolers and they lie about their age and then it comes out like after they get drafted (laughs) it's like but should that matter if you if you're that good it's like it shouldn't really matter like if you're that good it's like okay we want you for it's kind of cheating i think is it because if you're 25 and you're like you shouldn't like it's fine like it's if you're a good basketball player and you're 25 like do it against other 25 year olds and like your time, oh, okay. your time to be a top ranked high schooler was yeah. when you were eighteen, like you're, fourteen to eighteen, not when you're twenty five. You you're know? saying they competed with the high schoolers. Like I feel like if I, I don't know, I'm. This might sound crazy, but if I practiced basketball every day for five years and then I went to another country and said I was sixteen, yeah, I'd probably be pretty competitive. Like you know what I mean, as a twenty five year old man. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought you meant that's like, kind of screwed up in terms of like just the draft, like the lottery. No, nah. no, like they'll come in as high schoolers. Yeah, well, come to the high school and play high and school. Play. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. different. That's way different. Yeah, so. That's but at the same time, if they're obviously good enough to go to the league, they should go to the league. But exactly. that's like how they feel like they have to get attention by going through our system, schooling some young bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but um. Yeah, this that should that should be a fun fight, man. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a huge opportunity for Marab, and the gym overall, man. It's it's we were just talking about this last night because it's it's cool to see like how small of a gym we are in comparison to all these other gyms. We don't recruit, we don't do any of that, um, and it's literally just all Long Island guys. It doesn't make guys. sense on paper. Yeah, like all these homegrown guys, three champions from one gym. Crazy. When you think about it and break it down. No recruiting. I mean, Marab came from Georgia to here, but no one recruited him. Yeah. And he was also, he was training in New York before he came to our gym. He just didn't even know our gym was literally right down the block from his house. That's actually crazy. Yeah. So then when he met Ray and Ray told him he could come down and he asked him where he lived, he was like, Carter City. He's like, oh, the gym is literally right there. And there's three guys about to go to Contender Series. Yeah. I don't think we can say the names, but. I think they were announced already. Were they? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's three potential more UFC fighters. Yeah. Coming I'm gonna up. Say, you don't have to there's say. There's two, I'll but say. okay. There's we two. We got Nas, we got Charlie, and we got Dennis Bazookia. So three guys. Yeah. And then there's how many guys fight in Bellator? Well, right now it's just Justin. Justin James. Well, James isn't. Well, Justin is signed to Bellator. Yeah, James is. Yeah. James is. This is kind of like a one-off. Okay. Um, but if he wins against a guy who's six and zero, which is actually tonight, um, good opportunities for him because he's actually going back up to one forty five. Yeah, that would be sick. And then Justin's five and zero, four knockouts. Like he's a he could he actually has like star power, like yeah. potential. I think so. Yeah, he's so got the attitude. Be, he's always hard. training, like yeah. always in there. So that's cool. Freaking uh, yeah. Shout out fight. to Law. Big fight. Shout out to it's the two two of the the two best bantamweight grapplers trained together at the same gym, which is mind blowing. It's so crazy, and there's other young bantamweights there. And I'm like, yo, you guys are so lucky. Yeah, because like you guys get who else gets to like train with two of the best bantam like people in their weight class at the same gym at the same time. 
It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't happen. Like even when Adrian Giannis came out, I thought that was for him a huge like experience for him to train with myself and to get some working with Marab as well. Um, That's super sick. Yeah, and again, like training is training. The fight's a fight, but to to get to see what that grappling pressure and pace is like, I mean, there's no there's no substitute for that other than stepping into the cage and finding out the hard way, and then be like, damn, I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. I thought I was that guy. Yeah. Nah, but I'm not saying Adrian. Actually, shout out to Adrian. Yeah, that was a huge win actually against him and Tony Kelly. I think we talked about that. Yeah, in the, in the last one. Yeah. But uh, so Jake Paul's fight got announced with Tommy Fury. Yeah. Do what? Do you, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I, I didn't understand why it took so long for it to get signed. If anything, I mean, if you're gonna tell me guaranteed up front, I'm getting two million dollars. I would have signed that contract yesterday. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I I wonder if like he's million. on the payroll though, like Tommy Fury, because his brother's like probably like got half a billion. Half a billion at this for point. what? He he makes like fifty million every time he boxes. Who's his brother? Tyson Fury. Is Tommy Fury's brother? Yeah. There's no fucking way. Those yeah, guys bro. don't look nothing alike. I know it's crazy, but There's they're no brothers. No, no, yeah. No, 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 you don't no. believe it? No. Do I need to like pull it up? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, Tyson Fury's brother, Tommy Fury. That's crazy. You didn't know that? Nah, no. (laughs) Bro, that's actually wild. Yo, Tyson Fury and Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury can't lose to Jake Paul having his brother beat Exactly. That's why it's actually crazy. That'll be wild. It's actually a cool fight. And it's Jake Paul's first real boxing opponent. Which? Who's 4-0 against all cans. And a guy kind of his size, no? Yeah. So my my thoughts on Jake Paul are like, most boxers when they come up, they're not fighting a guy even as good as, um, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. In boxing, they're fighting like 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 a guy like Tommy Fury. They're padding him with guys who, I think the combined record of his opponents is like, five wins and like twenty losses or something. And Tommy's four zero. Yeah. Dude. And his. Tyson Fury's brother, so he's obviously got some boxing I would, in his blood. I would hope so. I mean, Tyson could box his ass off. I, I mean, I haven't seen Tommy fight before, so nah. now this changes everything. But I think it's a good fight because Jake has been putting in the time. I think he, him getting in the ring, getting that in time, that time experience with uh, other guys, even though it's a Ben Askren we're talking about, and then it's a Tyron Woolley. Um, uh, and even the second time with Willie was way more competitive than the first. The first one, I felt like neither guy really wanted to do anything. But I think there's no substitute for the the value of the time you get under those bright lights, the experience, the the uh, the nerves, all that. I think that all comes with some type of value that you get. And I think that's the difference going into this fight. Where before, if you would ask me about this, I'd be like, "There's no way Tommy Fury wins this this scrap." But now I'm like, I think there's a good chance he could actually win this. Oh yeah, I think I think it's Jake act- Paul. I said Tommy Fury. I, I can. You I, think I can, Jake Paul could win? I think he can legitimately win now. I favor Jake Paul actually, for some reason. Maybe yeah. it's because I've seen him fight more. I haven't seen Tommy fight, but I just feel like I feel like Jake's actually fought tougher competition. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it seems like, like if you listen to Logan talk about Jake's work ethic, and granted they're brothers, so he could be like padding it up but like logan speaks about jake and it's like of the highest regard he says jake's like a psychopath he works out all the time if you look they have like a boxing gym they built in puerto rico and they yeah. like have a whole team out there just for them and they fly in pro boxers and apparently jake's piecing them up you think he spar. actually lives in you th- do they actually live in puerto rico because that's oh, actually yeah. pretty smart and but cool. they fly all over yeah I just don't get where they get this money from. I still don't like that Bro, whole like story. You're just, you I know, know, like Disney guys or something like that. Well, Jake, Jake came through Disney. Logan came. They both came up through Vine, and then Jake did have a contract with Disney. But, bro, they make like the YouTube bread. Logan just launched Prime, which is his hydration drink, and that is like mm-hmm. selling out everywhere. He's he, Logan was talking about it on this this podcast called True Jordy, and he was saying that's like. His financial like stability comes from Prime now. That's cool. Which is actually sick. Yeah, that's cool. But, and uh, YouTube. Honestly, I don't hate on these guys at all. If I was in their weight class, I probably would be hating a little bit. But from the outside at at band weight, I have no 
like issue with what these guys are doing. I, I actually really enjoy it because I think it's bringing more eyeballs, more attention. And I yeah. think that's what it's all about. Jake, actually, I don't even want to get into that. I was gonna say he's all he's like a big champion of fighter pay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he offered Tommy Fury two million dollars. I'm like, and then I I like the post that he put. He's like, uh, he grew a set of balls overnight, yeah. or something like that. And then he mentioned something about um, the tampons. Uh, that's one of the requirements. And I was, the the testing and the, the tampons. I was like, this is actually hilarious. But um, these guys are funny, man. I think if they lived in Long Island, they they fit right in. Yeah, the ball busting. When you come to Long Island, it's like. Everyone busts everyone balls. Like, it's part of the culture. Yeah. You just become tough mentally. You got to sink or swim over here, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, It should be a good fight. I mean, I could see Jake winning. But then again, it is Tommy Fury. I would think he's putting in some serious time, I would hope. I mean, he looks like a Playboy model. Um, he's jacked. Yeah. But he's saying, like, you're going to get, like, pretty much he's telling him, like, you're going to, your mouth is cash a check. Wrote a check you you can't cash your ass can't cash or some shit like that. Who said that? He didn't say that, but that's like the the cliche, the term, the slogan. It's don't write a check your, don't let your mouth write a check your your ass can't cash or yeah. something like that. Jake, so you're saying that's what for Tommy Jake. is saying oh, okay. about Jake. So I'm like, I don't I'm know, bro. I just feel like, like if you dedicate your life that seriously for like five years to boxing, yeah, you could beat a guy who's four and off. Yeah, but then again, we're discrediting how often Tommy might have been boxing. You never know. We don't. We don't know. But I he's know. he's famous over there for like he was on Love Island. Like my cousin knows who he is because she watches Love Island. Yeah, he which looks is, like a pretty boy. Yeah, and he has like this supermodel girlfriend, and his brother's Tyson Fury. So like, how serious is he taking it? Whereas you you can literally see Jake Paul's been yeah boxing like every year, training really hard. His physique has changed. Like you can tell he's like. But maybe that's what they want. They want it. It could be the appearance. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it's interesting, bro. It's like it doesn't matter, but it's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for it either way. Yeah. It's gonna be a great fight. Um, then Connor, Connor freaking posted something yesterday. It it was a picture of him punching Floyd, and he said, "I agree." Um, I mean, I saw Greg from the Money Team. He was actually he actually posted something on IG too saying like um, we might be in a treat in store for a Connor or should I say Mayweather Connor rematch and I think that would be interesting but at the same time it's also like do we really just want to see what's gonna happen again like the same exact thing happen again like Connor needs to win for me like what am I gonna watch yes because I'm a combat sports fanatic right. like, this is just what I do. But for like a casual, like, am I gonna shell out that money again of hundred dollar pay per view again, and then watch Conor after he's been losing like his last few fights? Like, show me something. Like, show me what you've done lately for me to shell out that type of money to go watch you perform. Like, make me somewhat of a believer that you might have a chance. I kind of think it's a good move to go to boxing overall because he's not. I don't see him beating anybody good in lightweight. Yeah. No offense. Like I just every just because everyone's so good and he's been so inactive and he's coming off an injury. It's not even because I don't think he's capable. Like yeah. for reference, like Dustin said, nobody hits harder than Connor. Like that he's ever fought. So it's just like I don't think Connor's like not a good fighter. I just think all the odds are against him in MMA. He can make way more money in boxing. I think it's a better move. I th- I think so, but for Connor, I just wonder: is it about the money? Which it always is, but is it about him proving what he says he could do, which is get back to a title shot opportunity and win the belt? And now I'm thinking, like, you got the landscape, Oliveira, um, Makachev. Uh, who's, yeah. Makachev wins that. Then it's like, does Conor want to come back and fight another <laughs> another Khabib-like opponent? You know if, what I mean? Yeah, and if if Charles beats Makachev, that, that just makes Charles even scarier. Like, yeah. it's like, pick your poison. yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I feel like Connor would have loved to just come back right into a title shot. Like that would have been ideal. But it's like, how do you sell that? That's one. And then two, Connor hasn't won a fight in so long. And three, Connor's dominant run. And again, he's a phenomenal athlete. But what he did was all at 145. Ever since he went up to 155, he had that one favorable matchup. 
with Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, Alvarez. Yeah. and I'm a kind of a kind of fan, but it, the stats are the stats. Like, like statistically, you have not won a fight outside of the one Eddie Alvarez fight at 155. You beat Cowboy Cerrone, 170. Um, I don't know what that was, but that was like maybe one of the worst versions of Cowboy Cerrone I think the world has ever seen. And he's been he hasn't won. He was on a two-fight losing streak when that fight happened. Yeah. And he's lost, like, three since then. So it's just, like, when we compare, like, the accolades, it's almost like what we were saying about Tommy Fury. The guys he fought, the combined record of those those guys is um, one and trash, you know? So <laughs> it's like, um, at that point, what are, you, what are you basing on this run for Conor to go fight Mayweather again? Like, if you want to go and box, I'm just saying, go ahead and do it. Like, that's great. I think he's going to make a ton of money. He's very popular. Um, he's still going to have a fan base. People are still going to tune in to watch him. But in terms of doing well, I don't know. I feel like at 145, he was throwing a shit ton of kicks, the spinning wheel kicks, the spinning back kicks, and his range. He was throwing the leg kicks, and then he'll come back, and then he'll hit you with that cross. MMA, man, he was able to blend in so many different things that made him his boxing become a lot more effective as opposed to just going straight into boxing and just worried about just two weapons. But he did do pretty well. Relatively speaking, against Floyd, in whose standards, he landed a lot of punches that no one thought he was going to land any. Cleanly, you think? I was just watching some of it yesterday. Yeah. Um. Like, f- and I remember watching it as it happened. I was like, I thought there was rounds Connor won, but the judges didn't give him any. But I still think like there was rounds where he probably outlanded Floyd. See, right yeah. at the beginning of the fight. Granted. I, th- I, th- I think that's kind of the, the thing we were talking about the other day, too, with, like, punches hitting the shoulder versus actually landing clean, like a Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. The punches kind of pushing you and knocking you over if it's hitting the glove, hitting the arm. Like, in boxing, it's not really scored, which is why Conor didn't win rounds in the eyes of the judges, but he should have. Like, if it was MMA, I'd have been, like, just on activity alone, like, you blocked all those punches on your glove and your arm, but something had to have done some type of damage. Like, you're not telling me your arms... Or your shoulders aren't mm-hmm. sore from being punched. Yeah, no, I was time. watching like combos Connor landed where they all landed cleanly, like two like, or three we, in a row. What do we call clean? Like I'm saying, when you say clean, like no, 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 hit like, the rib, glove to face, glove to face. No, and- like I could show you, I because I was going back and watching the press conference, and in the press conference, uh, I watched Connor and Floyd best moments, and okay. you could see like they showed combos that Connor landed clean when Floyd was like ducking down, Connor was like landing cleanly from up top like coming down i i would have to see that again because when i watched it it did not look like connor was no i could show you i mean landing they looked like i will say though it looked like and i'm not trying to argue that connor like beat up floyd or anything no like i heard chael the other day say like connor kicked floyd's ass which i don't agree but like (laughs) you could like it did look like the the combos he landed it looked like connor was like just uh, I don't know how to say this, like just like kind of like throwing with like throwing and praying almost like, yeah, like and they just happened to land. But uh, I mean, you throw, you land and you, you still threw the punch. But I, I feel like most of those shots were being rolled and they didn't land cleanly. And I feel like you've seen that with how fatigued and how much bigger kind of was compared mm-hmm. to Floyd. But again, I, I mean, like I said, I would watch it. I just think. I would like to see Connor get a win first before just saying, yo, I'm out. I'm about to go to boxing. Because um, it's just like, why close the door like that the way that you're doing? You know? Two yeah. losses, a broken leg. Um, but again, he's Connor McGregor. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's pretty much how I look at that. Look, right there. Yeah, that's a good job. He landed real shit. And then look at that. But that, that second that's jab. not he real. Just, he just yeah. kept walking forward. No, that was real. He didn't touch him, though. He just kept walking forward. Like, none of those punches touched. This is... He started hammer fisting him, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that was he funny. He started hammer fisting him. That was funny. I would but. say, I don't think the buildup would be as entertaining because it was only entertaining when Connor had something to back up his words. Yeah. Now he's coming off lots of losses, and it's yeah. like... James is fighting. He just texted me. What did he say? Yeah. No, he was just saying I'm ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, just telling him good luck. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the 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 build up wouldn't be as credible 
from Conor. Because now you're fighting a guy who's already beat you. You you can talk shit, but it's now Conor's shit talk. It went from like confident and clever to like, um, like just evil. Like, how can I say like the most dirty thing possible? Because he there's because it's because there's a different. You're coming from a different point of view now. You're not the double champ who yeah. just beat Nate Diaz. You're 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 you've you're losing two in a row, and you have you're coming off a potentially career-ending injury. Like yeah. And it's like me and Jan, like after the first fight, people are like, how can you talk shit? I'm like, I know what I know. But they don't. But they don't. It's not as credible to the masses. Yeah, exactly. So him losing that many times is like, how can you talk shit? And you haven't shown us anything, my man. So again, Connor's Connor. He's a beast. He's gotten to the top of the division for a reason. And um, to win two belts is obviously a lot easier when you get right into a title shot. But. Again, favorable matchup. I think if it was either him or Rafael Dos Anjos, there's a good chance he probably won either one of those fights, um, which he one of them he won, clearly. Because um, I think that's when RDA, I don't know. It looked like after USADA came in, like things kind of changed for him. And Damn. No, like if you, look at the, if you look at his performances, and maybe it was the weight cut. I don't know if he's actually done anything, but the speculation is always going to be there. But when USADA comes in and then you have the top of the world performances, you shut down Anthony Pettis the way you did, go on a tear the way you did, and then you have that performance against Eddie Alvarez and it just looks like you're almost a shell of yourself, it makes you wonder if that had anything to do with it. And again, not saying it's true or not. It just feels like yeah, there's something to be said about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I would like a Conor and RDA fight. I think that would be a good matchup for him. For Connor, yeah, they need to give a winnable him matchup. A, a good matchup for him. Yeah, I mean they're giving Umar and Magomedov freaking Nate M- Maness. I'm just like, dude, you guys want to make this guy look like a superhero? Here, here is the matchup right there. Yeah, so. the the people criticize a lot though, like, oh, he's on his boat all the time. Like, how is he training? And I'm, I think you can still train. Not on a boat, but they're like park and he'll go do a workout. It seems like I still think you can <sighs> keep your training. That's that's what annoys me about people sometimes, man. It's like because I'm not posting the training doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah, I think people tend to forget that. But I guess if you want to portray that image for people and paint that picture, they're gonna just take it and run with it because that's what you planted. So I get it, I get both sides, but it's kind of silly to just assume that someone's not in in the gym, like. O'Malley does a whole lot of gaming. He does a whole lot of podcasting. He makes a whole lot of skits. Am I going to sit here and go, he's not training? No, he's obviously training. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of silly. It's like, I, I don't know. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, come on. I mean, he has to, Connor has to be. He's fucking jacked now. Like, yeah, that's huge. So that's another thing that could maybe help him against Floyd, but I don't really know. If you can't really hit him that hard, yeah, it doesn't really matter how strong you are. Um, The Armin fight, do you want to go over that? Yeah. Oh, so we got Armin. <clears throat> this was a big one with this fight. Armin's been looking like a world beater, in my opinion. And with that said, looking at the guys he's fought, beating Joel Alvarez, who was, I think, undefeated in the UFC. He's 6'3". And he beat Tiago Moises, Alexander Yakolaev, Armbar, Joe Duffy, Guillotine in round one, Danilo Berluello, Berlardo, um, ground and pound in round two. Oh, he actually lost to Demir Ismagulov, who just beat um, Guram. So he lost his UFC debut, then won one, two, three, four in a row, and then lost to Sharyuki in ground and pound, vicious ground and pound, mind you, in the, in the second round. Um, but then I look at this also, and... I'm on the hype train as well, but he had a very, very close fight. Short notice with our guy, Matt Favola, went to decision. And all the other guys he fought, Davi Ramos, um, OAM, decision. He lost to Makachev in his debut, which was a really close fight. And then... He gave Makachev a close fight? Really close fight. He actually threw Makachev, like tossed him, bro. I was like, yo, who is this guy? And again, that's actually crazy. That's why when I see that and I see... Like, the way things have shaken up, I'm like, I feel like Makachev should have to fight someone in the top five before getting a title shot. Yes. Or how about that? How about top ten? How about someone in the top ten? No, he has. He fought Tiago Moises. That's that's not top ten, I don't think. Well, it wasn't. And then he beat Dan Hooker, which was an 
That's top six. Okay. Yeah, and then he beat Bobby Green, who wasn't ranked either. So it's just like. But Dan Hooker, who is on kind of like a losing skid. Yeah, not not having his best of days. Not to disrespect Dan. Dan lost his last four or five. He lost he lost four or five. He lost to Arnold Allen in round one. Islam Makachev round one. He beat one. Nasrat, but Nasrat like by decision, and that was a competitive fight. Very and then Nasrat lost his last one. Yeah, and he also lost to Michael Chandler, and then lost to um, Dustin Poirier. That's why I'm saying so. Like, if Islam and Charles fight, that's why I'm. I me and my buddy keep debating this. Like, he thinks Islam's gonna smoke Charles. Like based on what? Though? And I'm like, why? Like Charles is like. 19 submissions later in the UFC, like yeah. most submissions of all time. It can happen, though. But you're not just going to bully Charles no, on the ground. exactly. Like, you can some of these other guys. Like, he's going to do something witty with his jiu-jitsu. <laughs> something witty. Like, he's going to no, throw some crazy shit witty. up. Like to describe BJJ. Um, yeah, this is a good fight, though, because the guy he's fighting, Gamera, he is... Let me see, in the UFC, he is 20-1 and one right now, Polish power. He's 31. He's 5'10". So he's a lot taller than Sharyukian already. And his reach is 70 and a half. He just beat Diego Ferreira. Round two um, submission strikes. That was actually a really fun fight. He beat Jeremy Stevens, Kimura in round one. Like, who the hell does that to Jeremy Stevens? Literally took him down, tossed him to the ground, and took his arm against his will and put it behind his back and damn near, like, ripped it from his shoulders. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what a Kimura is. That, that's pretty much what a Kimura lock is. I take you down. That's the the one behind your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kelvin Matt did that Sarah. to me. Yeah, the Kimura Savage. <laughs> so when I see that, I'm like, man, this fight hits the ground. This is a very competitive fight. Shayuki is good on the ground, but I don't think he has he's as diverse as this guy. And I know people are super high on him. He actually did lose to Garam, split decision, and that just goes to show but how Garam's deep, really good. Yeah, how deep this division really is. And that was a lot of back and forth. So he's got three finishes in a row: Scott Holtzman, Jeremy Stevens, Diego Ferreira. And now a big opportunity for either one of these guys. I mean, I think whoever wins probably breaks into the top 15. Um, if not already. Is Armin ranked? I feel like he's probably... I think he's ranked. Could yeah, I think now he is. Yeah, so whoever beats, whoever wins this, man, is, is huge for either one of their careers. Um, Joel Alvarez, Chris I'm looking up the rankings right now. Um, I don't know. The one fight that makes me not so sold on, for, on um, Armin, Armin. Armin's eleven. But go ahead. Is the Favola fight with our guy. And then the other one that sells me on him is what he did to Makachev on a debut on short notice. So, and he got tired in that fight. So it makes me wonder. So, but this guy he's facing is a grappler. Primarily a grappler. And so Armin's really good on the ground, clearly, if he did that well with Islam. Yeah. So, shit, I don't know. It's a good fight, stylistically. He seems pretty well-rounded. And he hits hard. He can crack on the feet. He has a really good stance. Like, he keeps, like, almost like a karate stance. And he'll just pop, pop, pop. And he's back out. He's a big dude, too. Yeah, he's wide. He's, That's why when he fought for I Vola, saw him in person at the P.I. I was like, fuck. Yeah, thick boy. Um, when Favola was, like, getting after him, I was, like, really, really taken back by how well he did. Because I just didn't expect that out of him. So, I don't know. It's a good fight. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think uh, whoever wins this is probably going to catapult themselves into that next tier of the D division. I'd like to see Armin versus Faziv. If, if he wins. Faziv, Faziv. Who's Raphael Faziv. He trains with Oh, Faziv. 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 Well, yeah. I don't know. Potato, potato. He's like, uh, I think he trains at that one place in Thailand. Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. No, I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. 155. He's fighting somebody, though. He's got a big fight coming up. I think it's against RDA. Oh, Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, so that one's coming up. Um, and then the other fight on this card, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov fighting Matt Maness. I'm like, can you give a, any of a... But I guess he's not... Neither one are ranked, so it's like, I guess it is fair. You come into the UFC, you better expect and better be ready to fight all styles. But I'm guaranteeing this fight does not go past four minutes of the first round. I would be highly shocked. Mm-hmm. Four minutes of the first round, I I think. Like how Umar Nurmagomedov takes him out. Really? Yeah, he's just he's a thick boy, man. He's like strong. I feel like we're relatively close in size. Like how much weight I cut, he probably cuts probably the same amount. Was he the guy who just beat Stamen? No, no, that's Saeed Nurmagomedov. He used to fight at twenty five. 
Oh, he went damn. up to 35, yeah. And then he beat Stamen. And he beat Stamen. Damn. Effortlessly, which it looked like. Um, oh, what's with these Nurmagomedovs? They're not even related. That's just crazy how they all have the same name and they all fight the same and they're all savages. Yeah, yeah. In the UFC. Saeed, he actually does a lot more like kickboxing for what I understand, like spinning shit, which is what he yeah, comes with. Yeah, yeah, He's more of a striker. Yeah. That's but crazy. Either way, it was really good to watch. If you have an OV at the end of your name or a V-I-L-I, you're yeah. a savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he's going to highlight him, man. I think he's going to make it look relatively easy. I mean, first round on four minutes. I'm, I'm saying he does that question mark kick with the crazy dexterity he has in his knees. Um, I actually did a video on that, so if you guys want to check that out, it's on this YouTube channel. Um, no, it's on your Instagram. It's on both. No? It's not on Instagram? Not on YouTube? No, no it's just IG. I could throw it up, though. We probably could. Because yeah, it was like it a vertical. A yeah, yeah. throw it up as a short. Um, so go check that out if you guys want to see what that's looking like and how to do that. But Umar Nurmagomedov does that really, really well. So I'm excited for him, especially coming back from his knee injury. This is a big opportunity for him. And he gets himself to the top of the division. I think his ascension is going to happen relatively fast. I would like to stick around to potentially have a Aljamain Sterling Nurmagomedov um, <laughs> challenge. Because I truly feel... Like, I would be the great equalizer for that style. That's just my humble opinion. What would you call that style? I think it's just American wrestling, bro. Like, they keep calling it the Dagestani handcuff and shit like that. Like, I get why they're saying that, but that's just good old-fashioned American wrestling. So your style beats, your style of grappling, funk jitsu versus that style of grappling, you think would win? I think I would, I would think I would have a lot of success. That would be very compelling. Yeah. Like, like, like if you're into grappling. Like what would what would he do differently from what I do is kind of like where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like It'd trapping like, the wrist behind the back. Like take me down and then what? Like if you take me down, I'm not turning around to you, for you to trap my wrist and put it behind my back. And if you do do that, I have options of how to yeah. escape from those positions. The main thing when you're in those positions, for like we talked about earlier in the podcast, is not taking damage. And making the guy work on top. Mm -hmm. And I really feel I would do relatively well, if not better than Umar. And again, this is me giving him a lot of compliment because I think his grappling is high level. But I do think um, a lot of guys he's grappling and fighting don't really have that experience. and Or they don't have that understanding in the skill set. That's why I think a fight between us would actually be very, very interesting. Because Styles make fights... And it doesn't matter if he's ranked or not. If your style is good and your style can beat a style that's at the top, that's all that matters. And I think he's actually one of those guys who can actually do that right right now. Like if he fought Amali, he tools him. He fights Pedro Munoz. I think he gives him a really good fight, and I think he beats him. I think if he fights um, a Cheeto Vera, I think he beats him. I think he fights a... Well, Cheeto's actually tough because he's actually crafty off of his back, but he tends to lay there too long. Um, if he fights a Dominic Cruz... That could be a problematic for because of the style, but I think he gets Cruz down. Eventually, he he breaks him. Um, is Cruz like really hard to take down? Because of his footwork. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys that move like that's why I said Jan is a tailor made matchup for me because what's he gonna do? Walk forward into what I'm trying to do, which is take <laughs> you down. Um, I guess knee you. That that's really it. And he tried that twice now and. He's, bro, he smoked you in the first. No, <laughs> I think we're about to run out of space, by the way. But again, I'm not. I'm saying high praise minutes. for Nurmagomedov. I think he's going to run through a lot of these guys early on, and he's going to be in the top ten, top five. I think this time next year, relatively quick. Damn. So as long as he doesn't get injured, it'd be cool to see him face Marab and then you. <laughs> yeah, um, against a Georgian and against a Dagestani. Um, Georgian Dagestani versus a Dagestani and American. Jamaican, that'd be sick. Be wild. The but. ultimate grappling tournament. Uh, anything else that you want to get off your chest? Um, just that I'm gonna knock TJ the fuck out. That's really it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna knock his ass out, bro. Um, um, I'm really looking forward to that one because I think people still think that I'm coming in just to hug. I'm like, dude, I just need Bro. to get the shake the cobwebs off. Like that was a relatively easy fight style for me to have and to retain the belt and show that like I said, even on a worse perform a, a bad performance of a day, I can make it look relatively 
like light work. I, and, and that's I, in a humble way of saying that. I'm not, you know, obviously it's a fist fight. For TJ? No, for the Yon fight. And now, now that I'm back, I kind of got my groove back. I feel like my feet are underneath me. 13 months is a long layoff. I do believe in somewhat of a ring rust. Now I'm like, dude, what's this guy going to do to me this time? You know, so that's kind of where my mentality is at. And I'm, uh, I'm I think for that. I heard someone break down the potential matchup with you and TJ, and they, they kind of favored TJ, which was shocking to me because I thought it was pretty obvious that you were the favorite. Yeah. But, like, I think people don't. I think on this side, like everyone in the law circle, like everybody understands the magnitude of how good you are on the ground and, and like your wrestling and your jujitsu and even your striking. But most people don't know about they that. Don't see it. Most people don't know like how you act. Like I just, I wish people could see how you train because they would believe in you more, I think. But they only see like, oh, he's hugging. He had to hug Jan's back to beat him and he barely, yeah. be, he barely won that fight. Like that's. A lot of people just believe that they believe you. Your your last win against Jan was a fluke, and I'm not even trying to like nah, big you up. It's just hilarious to go from Jan by any way he wants to. Oh, that was a fluke. Oh, no, that never happened. It should never. Like oh, up, people up. say some people. I've heard people I know say that Jan ten aided you in the th- fourth round, which I think is crazy. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Because <laughs> because they'll compare this. They'll look at just the stats and then they'll compare like. He had a similar amount of control time, and he had a much bigger striking difference. But it's like, yo, it's way different if you actually... Optics, man. If you actually... Like, I've done jujitsu for a few weeks, and it's changed my whole perspective of MMA. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people, like, don't even do anything. They're just fans. And then they comment, and they have these fan pages and stuff, and it's just... It's interesting, but... They don't have a clue. Oh, either way, I, I know what I could do on the feet, and I know what I could do on the ground... And uh, I I really feel like I'm putting TJ's lights out. You're that's just my out. that's my humble opinion. Um, great guy in the sense of what he's done for the sport, um, but also a shitty person for what he's also done with the sport. <laughs> so uh, I'm super excited about the opportunity, and um, I can't wait to smoke this motherfucker, man. And uh, I know he keeps saying it's easy money, easy fight, but dude. I, I, he, gonna he doesn't actually out. believe that. I I don't know if he really does. I don't. Or not. There's no way he arrogant, could. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you're you're sipping your own, your own Kool Aid, and that's never a good thing. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a interesting matchup, nonetheless, and I think that's what's most important. People are in for a good treat with this fight. He bro, but he's 35 off EPO in theory, and coming off a torn knee. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna train for him like he's not. Off EPO because I know he's still on the shit. I know he's still gonna find a way to cheat because that's a, that's what people do. They pay their la- their laboratory specialist guys and they find a way to cheat. But yeah, and that's my piece, man. Yeah. All right. Wrap it up. Uh, as always, guys, drop a comment. If you think I'm gonna knock TJ's ass out, let me know in the comments. Just put knockout first round, Funk Master. Um, or if you think TJ's gonna win, you're wrong. Don't put that in the comment. Or put it in the comment, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm going to just have Vegas take you guys' money again um, for the ones betting on TJ. Like I said, Long Island's going to get rich again. As always, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Much support, much love, and of course, welcome to the dark side.